What is going on, everybody? Uh, here this week it is just me. Doug is out, busy doing doing Doug things for work out in uh, out west. To get a show you had to go to, and knock some stuff out. So figured I'd jump in, do one by myself. Figured out more of these buttons. If you saw last week, I had a hell of a time figuring those out. So I figured I'd get in here and see what I could do by myself this week, and just kind of roll over Unadilla. It was a pretty um, nothing too crazy this weekend. There were some exciting moments, but nothing big happened. So I figured I'd just roll through there, get a show in, give you guys some updates, what's going on and, uh, talk through it and see what, uh, you know, have a good time. If anybody's out there's watching, wants to jump in, have any questions, participate, let me know, jump up, jump on in the chat. Um, let's see here. We'll get started with, can't forget our sponsors. First one, bro taco hot sauce. Uh, I just finally went and picked up my new raspberry sauce after my crazy shipping incident uh, from the, the recent drop there. Finally got to try that last night and today multiple times, and that stuff is the bomb. There are a few bottles left, I think, so go jump on over to Bro Taco Hot Sauce at uh, brotacofoods.com. Use that code PTTG for 20% off your order and go pick up some of this stuff. If he's got any of that super small batch left up, you should uh, grab some or just any others, especially the brap sauce. I was using that on 90% of my meals because uh, that stuff is so good and I was, got addicted to it. And then next up, we got Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. Um, if you've watched the show, you know we get to hook up with those guys. Duck can help you out. Um, definitely one of the best in the business. Go over to sunstar.breaking, sunstar-breaking.com. Use the code PTTG during checkout to get 30% off your order, Doug. Finally figured out how to get the code working on there so you don't have to send him a crazy email anymore. You can still probably send him a crazy email. He likes dad jokes. And uh, better go over there, use the code, get 30% off your order, figure out you know what you need to get hooked up for your bike so you can go faster and last longer. <laughs> and then, of course, join us over on power2theground.com. Uh, go over there, check it out. Jesse keeps updating the website. It's rocking and rolling. We got Joke Club on there. Should be coming up November, September. 11th, 9-11, uh, day of the last round. Um, that gets started right now. I think there's still some spots left for the lifetime membership. Uh, if you go over there and get hooked up, if not, maybe Jesse will tell me to stop talking about that. But um, I can't remember. We need to – so go over there. Go check that out. We got Pick'ems over there playing every weekend. Uh, just a real simple, fun fantasy game playing. The Leaderboards are getting kind of crazy with some of these weeks. Some people forgetting some rounds, some people not. Some people doing really good. I got lucky this uh, last weekend. Even though I do good, I can't win the whole thing. Obviously, that would be kind of unfair for you guys, but I was having a good time. I got kind of lucky figuring it out. Um, some of these results were not quite expected, but maybe a little bit easier than uh, normal weeks just because of who was there. But anyways, yeah, go check us on. Go check us out over at power2theground.com. We got the link to the Discord server over there. You can jump in Discord and hang out and chat with us all the time. We got some great videos and conversations on there about the races or bikes or anything in general. Um, or maybe Jesse might start a new Monday morning random YouTube video uh, bit in there for us. He's a pretty funny random video in there this morning. You should go check that out if you can. Um, anyways, yeah, go check us out at to-theground.com. And then, of course, can't forget... Uh, who hooks us up with all the technology to run this show is Nova Pro Media. Um, go over there, check them out. If you're a small business, anything else that you need to get your small business up and running or doing newsletters, things like that, online websites, 
the whole jazz. Anyways, go over there, digital marketing, go check them out. They, like I said, they give us all the power to, to run this and we're getting better and smoother with all the technology because of them. And Jesse does a good job over there. So novapro.media is the website. I got it figured out this week. Uh, like I said, go over there and check them out. And then just, uh, you know, now we can jump into talking about the, the race this weekend. So we were at round eight, was at Unadilla in uh, the Northeast this weekend. We had <clears throat> 450s went first this weekend again because of the schedule. They had an opportunity to get the 450s live for one moto, at least one moto on normal television. So they put them first, and that was kind of interesting again to see 450s uh, run first. So 450, 250, 450, 250 uh, this weekend. And I think that actually kind of played a little bit into some of the results for 250 Moto 2. We can, we'll talk about that here in a second because we'll just kind of going to, we'll just jump into the 250s first and talk about what we saw there. Um, first Moto, I think both Motos were a little bit more exciting right off the bat. And they kind of settled into place. It's been a more technical track. There wasn't a whole lot of super easy passing opportunities. It's definitely a rutted track. You heard a lot of riders talking about after the fact about it being a lot of longer ruts, a little bit more technical. Obviously, this is a track where they're talking about beforehand. You know, everybody's always talking about oh, the rocks, the the dirt. You know, you know definitely chest protector track. Just the way that everything builds out there is a little bit more technical. Um, than normal. And then you even got the fact that while some guys like Justin Cooper may be a geographical local because of the way this track works and only really opening up for nationals or very few select events over the course of the year, no one ever really gets to race there, kind of like they do Southwick and Southwick locals. So while Justin Cooper technically might have been one of the most local guys as far as the 250 is concerned, he didn't really have an advantage there. Um, but like I said, with the 250s technically going second this week compared to the 450s, I think that played a little bit into the results of the second moto. First moto, not so much. Um, these guys were still moving fast on the track. It was still in a little bit better shape before getting torn up again. Um, you had right off the bat Justin Cooper grabbing the whole shot, and then you can see quickly right there's Jet and Jeremy Martin were right behind him, uh, and then it settled pretty quickly within the first lap into Justin Cooper, Jet, Jeremy Martin, and they were going through it. And it was looking really exciting right there at the beginning with with Jet, you know, obviously trying to get around. Um, he got around Jeremy Martin really fast right at the beginning uh, to, to run into that, that running order. And then you could see Jet was trying to get around Jake, uh, Jay Coop. Stay, stay caught up with him for a little while. And then Jerry Martin was right there, you know, uh, battling behind them, trying to, he was obviously staying close to them, but he was, I think he was kind of more in a waiting game to try to see if he could, you know, maybe Jet make, make some mistake. You could see where he could get around him. Obviously they're just settling into the track for fifties at just race. They were getting a, getting a good feel for how it was going to race even after their sighting lap. Um, and you could definitely see, Jay Coop was riding a little defensively. Um, and then, but also at the same time, Jet kind of knew Jeremy Martin was right behind him. So he was going to have to ride a little defensively. Also, while trying to be aggressive enough to stay caught up to Justin Cooper. So Justin Cooper didn't get away. Um, <clears throat> and it was really exciting too, because 
in this in this race the they just kept setting faster and faster lap times um, between Jeremy Martin, Jet Lawrence, and Justin Cooper. They didn't set their fastest lap times until the seventh. So Jeremy Martin set his fastest lap time with a two twenty four point six six three on the seventh lap. Justin Cooper set a two twenty three point two seven nine on the seventh lap, and Jet didn't set his fastest lap time, which was a two twenty three point three five one until the ninth lap. So he was still, you know, going going for the charge there, uh, all the way up, all the way up to the end. He wasn't just going to let him have it. Um, <clears throat> so they just they were battling the whole time, and it, it, I think the the first moto running order ended up being just Cooper with the first, Jet with the second, Jeremy Martin with the third. So it just stayed there. Um, hanging out the whole time and they were rocking and rolling. Um, and then let's see. And there was some other stuff going on in the first moto too. After, you know, once they got settled in. So this was the first weekend we got to see Levi kitchen and Preston Kilroy after their Loretta's, um, Loretta's debut, which was kind of, or not debut. This is their debut after their Loretta's performance at the championship this year. And it was kind of exciting seeing, you know, seeing where they would actually hold up against the field. Um, let's see. We had Levi finished. He went 8-9 for the weekend, which is pretty exciting. Um, he had a pretty good start on the first moto, which helped out or second moto, which helped out with that. The first moto, he started in 16th. So he had a, oh, no, I was like, Levi. Levi was 12-7. Sorry, I was looking at Jalik's line. Levi was 12-7. He started 16th in the first moto, made his way up to 12th. Started in ninth, second moto, made his way up to 7th. Um, but that was pretty exciting watching, watching them this week, especially in the first moto, seeing – just seeing how they would do holding up to the pressure jumping out there this weekend. Obviously they're no, no strangers to pressure we'll say, but uh, you know, after when you get in, when you race at something like Reda's and you have all the, the pressure on you to see how you're going to do and then go out there and race your first pro national, obviously, you know, people want to see you do good. You want to see yourself do good. And um, it was nice to not see him crumble under the pressure, I guess we'll say. Um, also in the first moto, we had guys. Let's see, we had uh, Styles Robertson, Pierce Brown, and Garrett Smartbanks had an incident up the front, and so that kind of took a few guys to the back and pushed them up until they were about in mid twenties, mid to, so like twenty third to twenty fifth. Um, Pierce had an accident; and he went down, and then he he was able to get back on the bike. I think. Um, to kind of ride himself off the track, but he ended up not being able to reenter the race. Um, first one also we had <clears throat> Fortner was only running about 10th with about 10 minutes in, and then something happened and he, uh, he crashed and had to go into the mechanics area. And I don't think that he finished the first moto. He did not. He finished with the 39th and <clears throat> on there. So we got, Jesse joining us. What's up, man? Thanks, thanks for hanging out. Um, and let's see, we had 
<clears throat> I think that was there wasn't a whole lot going there with the the first moto. There was a little while where RJ seemed like he might be catching up to the to the lead riders, um, and you know see how see how he would go there. And he ended up not. He just kind of he he got a fifth place start in the first moto and moved up to fourth. Um, so he just kind of, I'm not going to say he took it, but yeah, like I said earlier, this is one of these where <clears throat> you kind of get in there and, um, just settle in after a while, especially with those first, those guys in the front, just running as fast as they were. Let's see. I think. Oh, hold on a second, Jesse. I'm going to shoot you a link. I'm going to shoot you something. So yeah, the the first moto we ended up with, like I said, we'll just run over the top top five for the first moto real fast. We had Justin Cooper, Jed Lawrence, Jeremy Martin, RJ finished fourth, and then fifth place in the first moto was Hunter Lawrence. And then looks like we've got a special guest joining us. What up? What up? What's happening, man? You, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can Sweet. you hear yourself? I can hear myself. Yeah, that's I just important. Want to make sure. Make sure I had the right mic selected. Oh, yeah, that's an important important <laughs> button to press. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing. Just kind of rolling through, hanging out, um, getting a feel for not having uh, Doug and his, and his jokes to, to push through, <laughs> you know? What's he? He's at that, uh, that show? Mm-hmm. Big old sales meeting, hanging nice. out. Nice. Showing what everybody happens. why Sunstar's the shit. That's what happens when you uh, take promotions. Yeah, right. You get more more stuff piled on your plate. Yeah, here's a, <laughs> here's a promotion and more more places to go. <laughs> exactly. We hope you enjoy. It. At least you got to fly out though, and yeah. not have to do that drive. I'm not, I'm not sure he was excited about doing the flight, but um, it sounds like he's had some pretty cool company on his way out there though, which is great. yeah. It sounded like he had some pretty good stories. I'm sure he'll he'll be talking about next week. Yeah, we'll be prodding him for those <laughs> for sure. I didn't mean to derail you. So no, I mean, did you get did you get a chance to watch the races this weekend yet? I did. I did. Awesome. I got I got like um, the second half of 450 Moto One, and then I got the rest of them. Awesome. Yeah. Well. Um... Well, then it's pretty good then. Yes, yeah, so I was just rolling. I got through four fifty or 250 Moto 1. I was getting ready to just kind of jump into 250 Moto 2. Um, and like I alluded to earlier, that I think it's part of the interesting results for this moto were the fact that, A, this, is, this track kind of builds up a certain way as far as the ruts and the dirt um, and just the way the track works out over a weekend. Yep. So, so yeah, that they kind of – they did the prep a certain way at the beginning anyways, and then you had the 450s to go first. So this was another weekend where the 250 Moto 2 was the last moto of the day instead of the third moto. And part of the results was for the two, like not to be a huge spoiler, but we're going to get into it anyways, was Justin Cooper just didn't, didn't win. Um, right. <laughs> you know, he doesn't need to win, but it's the fact that he – it wasn't a close battle. He was nowhere near. Jet walked away with two fifty yeah, moto two, right? It was like a minute. It was like one a minute one second difference between Jet and and Justin Cooper at the end. Oh Something yeah, like it that. was. 
something ridiculous. Um, let me see if I can find my. Which, there. Yes, it was crazy. The um, he just he just wasn't. He admitted he just wasn't feeling it. Um, you know, and so I think <clears throat> I think that had something to do with it. There was a. Um, he was. Um, I think this is a two-minute gap between him and Jet, effectively. Holy crap! For Moto Two, um, yeah. You know, there was it. Jet or uh, Jeremy was like four seconds off of Jet. <clears throat> RJ was fifty seconds behind Jeremy Martin, and then Justin Cooper was another minute, ten seconds behind RJ. So Unadilla is one of those tracks. It's one that I happen to have a lot of personal experience with because I used to go to, uh, well, I went to Unadilla every year for like five years in a row uh, when I was a kid. The last year that I went was um, the first year Bubba moved up to the 250s and raced against uh, Ricky Carmichael. But it was it was a pretty normal thing to happen at Unadilla where the first place rider would pull a huge gap on the rest of the field. Um, now granted that was Ricky Carmichael and, and James Stewart that I'm talking about, you know, mm -hmm. you had James Stewart in the 125 class and Ricky was in the 250 class, but, um, it, and it wasn't always them. I just always remember at that track, the first place rider having like a 30 to 45 second lead on second place. And then everybody else was that just dropped off. So I'm not I'm not sure what it is about that track. It is definitely um, it's rough terrain. the The mud is really really thick, or the dirt is really thick, and it doesn't take much water on it to to turn to mud. Mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely a lot of elevation changes on that track too, and and not like light elevation changes. We're talking like straight ups and straight downs in multiple parts of the track. Mm -hmm. Um, all of that, I'm, I'm not surprised that they're basically what I'm saying is I'm not surprised there's that much of a gap between jet and, uh, coop. Cause it's just in my experience, that's just kind of what happens at Unadilla. Mm -hmm. Being in first place is a huge advantage on that track. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially if it's one that builds out like that with the ruts and there's not a lot of passing opportunities and it's, um, you know, the lines are very defined. Yeah, and especially when it gets as rough as that, if your bike setup's just not there and you can't feel it, right? It's just not worth it. Which is actually kind of interesting because um, Jet credited part of his second photo performance to just finally not overthinking it is what, how he worded it, and he just said he just felt it and just kind of just rolled rolled with it, which is even more amazing. You know, you think when a track like that maybe you know most some riders most riders would need to be a little bit more present in the in the moment and really thinking about it and, and maybe more maybe actually overthinking it or just really thinking about it or maybe he was just really actually overthinking it that much that to him this time really was just okay now i'm just in the in the mode thinking about the technical things i know how to do right um you know because there were there's a lot of spots in there you could see it in some of the motos where, and we'll get to like the 451, but uh, I, I remember specifically the spot where Kenny passed Chase on one of those. They're like the jumps, but they're not clearly defined 
up ramp down ramp jumps you know they're jumps you gotta do some wheel taps or kind of like kind of scrub something or barely hit and then jump over right um you know there were things like that where you could clearly make up a huge amount of time if you were able to go into it fast enough because you were more comfortable in the corner beforehand or just everything and, and i think that it i mean it clearly it worked for jet this weekend um and he did well and, and j mart props to him too for doing so well this week. And I think maybe if he's still really kind of feeling any fatigue from his injuries, that maybe this track was just, he was not quite there or maybe it was the Yamaha's too and something, but he, he was right there. Both, both ones. He just didn't have the thing, which we've seen this season. He and Jed are the only two to actually have the thing on a weekend to win um, two overalls. Right. So far. So, you know, it's kind of, Kind of interesting. Um, but I mean, the first first part of Moto2 was definitely pretty interesting to watch when they were going through that. And J-Mart was still, he was charging to catch up to, to Jet multiple times through there. But then they both just had times where one of them would slow down, one of them would speed up, and they just never really caught each other. And he ended up four seconds behind him. Um, and then again yeah, in that one. Out. Yeah. Yeah, because there were a couple times I was going to. Jet screwed up a couple of times. Coming down the stretch. Uh, yeah, like he a had a couple of slow laps right there at the end um, when J-Mart was still kicking it up. Because, like, the last lap, J-Mart saw it. And, you know, they were – see, lap 13, J-Mart kicked it down from a 228 to a 225 on the last lap to try to catch him while Jet was still running 227, 228, 228. Wow. Know, so he, he smelled the blood in the water, and he's like, you know, <laughs> if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it. And yeah. J-Mart did what he does and just – just charged like a bulldog. Uh, it just wasn't enough, unfortunately. But it's still amazing performance for him, considering the fact that we all thought he might just not come back this season. Yeah, I think he'll get one more this season. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he. He's. I don't. I just don't think he's physically in a spot to string a bunch together. I don't think he. I don't think his body can hold can hold, hold together after everything it's been through. Yeah, I don't. I I would think the same thing is probably pretty likely. Um, it is. He's probably needs more rest if he's still physically rebuilding on the inside. That just takes a lot out of you, and you know needs more rest. And that could totally make more sense. Then also, when you need that extra level just to beat all these other guys too, makes it a little bit harder, right? Right. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Cause he's got some. He could do great. It's something. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look and see what he's done. It, it's something like uh, Bud's Creek, but Ironman. Uh, you know that track might be a little bit more like his home, his home track. Uh, yeah, could really play in, play into his favor there and see see what he can do. But if he's going to do it, I think it needs to be these next two rounds because, especially if something like his physical endurance is playing into it, um, going four more rounds is definitely not going to play in his favor. Right. Now, I know I don't know if it's going to play in the Jets' favor really either. Um, I mean, he's not in bad shape, but it, you know, him on being eighteen, I don't, I don't know if he's got the base as you would call it to really know. hold out five more rounds and beat somebody like Justin Cooper, who's clearly got the base built up. You know. So I I have a couple of different feelings on that. Um, one is Jet is. Jet's one of the few riders out there that actually looks like a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, 
for that reason, I think that he's probably got an advantage. Uh, he, the cardio might not be there. We'll have to find out about that. Um, but style, just style wise, um, Jet is a much smoother rider than most other riders on the track. And it seems that it's, it just seems like he uses less energy when he's riding than everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, which probably explains why he can every once in a while rip out the fastest lap of the, of the race in like the last couple of laps. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that'll definitely, that'll definitely be something. Cause you're right. Cooper definitely has, uh, he has the base and you can tell that he's, uh, he has, especially over the last two years, he's worked really, really hard on being there at the end of the race where, he used to be like one of those whole shot guys and fade. Uh, he does not seem to be like that anymore. However, um, he also seems to be a wicked momentum rider. So I'm very curious to see what falling. Um, what was it? Two minutes mm-hmm. to jet is going to do to his, his psyche going into any other races for the rest of the season. Um, he's going to have to come back like, first moto i think he's gonna have to come back otherwise he's gonna lose a ton of ground yeah that could be interesting even if it's not so much of a a building block for justin to make sure he doesn't fall backwards you know in the kind of mental space from it he i don't think he can afford to give up anything to jet yeah in there because jet definitely doesn't need the the confidence boost to be like, well, oh crap, I just beat Justin Cooper, you know, about two minutes. And maybe, maybe Justin knew that. And maybe, well, although he didn't have the feeling to push it and knew he didn't need to, um, this for the second motor to risk it, maybe, you know, I mean, what else are you going to say? I wouldn't say anything other than like, I mean, you know, some guys will say, yeah, he just clearly beat me this weekend, but I would definitely throw in the, and I just, I just wasn't feeling it out there on the track today. You right. know, throwing a little qualifier there to make it sound like I just didn't get my ass handed to me. <laughs> What's the point difference now? Is it four or seven? It is. Or am I oh. totally wrong on that? Totally. No, it's four. It's four. Yeah, because I remember I was, I had to double check because I was doing the math as they ran in uh moto two and obviously you know it was really exciting at first and then all of a sudden jet you know comes up and then overtakes justin and just keeps falling back and falling back and falling back and then the point differential is getting smaller and smaller and smaller the whole time really oh snap so it's 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 rough but um it's actually really exciting now yeah because just right there. Um, not that it wasn't exciting before, but it's really exciting now because it could. This isn't one of those things where he could just let Jet win a weekend while he finishes second every moto. Right. You know he has to beat him by a couple positions now. Speaking of Jet marching to the front, can we talk about this out this outside line that he was taking on that one turn? Was it the the left hander before the downhill, like the it, down the left hander into the downhill? Exactly, it's the one yes. that he got. I think he got Cooper and Jmart on it. Mm-hmm. It that was incredible. He had to have been hitting like 50, 60 miles an hour going around that turn on that berm both times. Yeah, it was 
it was pretty exciting to watch, uh, for sure. Especially, obviously, just the gravity of the situation, literally and figuratively, um, of him, <laughs> you know, passing Jacob there. But yeah, he, anybody else, maybe it was something. But he was, you know, he's passing, like you said, Jeremy Martin, Justin Cooper there, just just going for it. That was right. one of the. I think the, some of the 450 guys made some killer passes there too, and that was that and the the place where Jet passed Jeremy Martin at the the bottom third of the new back for this year downhill section. Yeah, um, you know where they go all the way long all the way up to the top, do the 180, come back down. The last third before the right hander. Jet was one of the few guys surprisingly make some pretty ballsy passes down there over the breaking bumps, you know, around a guy. Right. And they have both yeah, both of those were insane. He was making making some ballsy passes, but yeah, the one you brought up in that corner just slingshot. It was like the when Kenny passed Barsha um at was that was that Millville? I think it was Millville where he passed him around the at the bottom of the hill in the yeah, right hand yeah. corner, the off camera one. Yeah. Those, those kind of passes are just insane. And it, it's, it, it seemed like nobody was looking for it either. That was what caught me off guard when he made the move, when he made the move on Justin Cooper, I hadn't really noticed anybody taking that line, especially in the two fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it seemed, it seemed like he just kind of pulled it out of his hat at that moment and just friggin' went for it yeah and that's an amazing thing too right if if he ended up did just kind of like seeing the line thinking in the moment or even maybe the lap two or before he, he saw you know the rut the ability maybe i can get into this rut going into the corner i can i can see it carrying all the way through but then just saying hey i gotta try something yeah and and then just going for it and trying it and getting on the gas and just railing and it that's when that's he still when he got Cooper, if I, I'm going to have to watch him back again, but I'm pretty sure he screwed up that turn coming into coming into that. I have to watch that one again. I don't. I think he because I'm pretty sure he screwed it up on the inside because there was it was a uh, it was a pretty tight turn coming into the straight that went into that ends up going into that turn. So they kind of loop around and then they come and then there's the big sweeping turn. Mm-hmm. That turn coming into it. If I recall correctly, Jet went to take the inside line on that one and totally lost his drive coming out of the turn, which allowed Cooper to come out in front of him. And he got into the turn first, but he he stayed on the inside, and then Jet just freaking let it rip around the outside. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to watch that one again. I remember. I don't remember the lead up to it so much as I in my head. I remember watching the corner and then watching them go down the hill, just thinking about what that was like from their perspective, hauling <laughs> right. ass out of the corner down the hill. It's he looked insane. like a pinball in a pinball machine, like yeah. going around the top of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely some moves. Um, but then after that, it was kind of other than seeing the gaps bounce before between him and J Mart that moto wasn't a lot of excitement at the front. Um, there was some stuff towards the end just broke my heart for Shimoda, man. I Shimoda, they, yeah. They said his hand, it doesn't seem to be broken, but oh, you just like going it's around that corner, me. hitting that barrel and just having to pull off, you know, in a battle like that. I mean, he wasn't battling for top five or anything, but he was, he was battling for a position nonetheless. You he know, was but, on his way back. He was picking up, st- he was picking up uh, steam for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was doing good. Uh, I mean, that's where the battles were in that particular moto, though, because you had, let's see, in that range in the second moto. You had a couple of young kids in there, didn't you? He was <laughs> yeah. going by Voland at that point. Voland and... Uh, Let's Voland was up a little bit above him in that moto. Voland and uh, the new kid, the brand new one, just moved up. See, Voland and Fortner were battling in the second moto. I think yeah. the Voland was battling with. I had it in my notes. Where God. was it? I What's think it was kid? the first moto he was battling with. Um, either Kitchen with maybe Kitchen. kitchen. Um, trying to look at my notes. Because I had Voland in there. His kitchen ended up getting him at one point. <clears throat> yeah, but well, Kitchen and Kilroy, both of those guys, that's one of the things I was talking about from the first moto, just seeing it was great seeing them not come out and just kind of blow a load. Um, <laughs> you know, for the weekend, they, they put in some impressive results. Uh, Kilroy had a 16th, 10th. For a twelfth overall, which is pretty killer. I mean, obviously these guys aren't total noobs, but um, you know, to come off the pressure of Loretta's and come out to their first moto, being Unadilla also um, a track that they clearly don't have a lot of experience at. Right. Nobody gets to race there. Um, and then Kitchen finished twelfth, seventh um, in the second moto. <clears throat> so yeah, it was pretty exciting watching them see, and then. Oh yeah, Hammerker. Hammerker was doing pretty good um, yeah. in both, and he had that incident in the first moto that put him put him out. Where did he? Or no, the second moto. Yeah, the second moto. He had that incident that made it knocked him back, and he only finished twenties first. Um, but he was doing good. He was up there battling with Volan for a little while in that like kind of fifth sixth position. Um, Hunter Lawrence. I haven't had a chance to listen to anything he had to say after the weekend to kind of see what was going on. Um, he, he just didn't, didn't have it anything, anything spectacular this weekend. Um, I mean, 10th, 10th on a motor unit deal is nothing to, nothing to shy away at, but he just didn't have anything top fives this weekend, which I was kind of hoping for, um, kind of see, cause he's the only, only chance at, well, now he's battling J Mart for third in the championship. They're one point apart. Wow, really? I don't. Yeah, I don't think RJ is going to come up and swing for it. He's twenty points behind those two, but yeah, Hunter's. I imagine there's probably something in his contract for you know top three in the championship, and I don't think he's going to be too excited getting beat out by a guy that wasn't there for a few rounds. Right. <laughs> from yeah, exactly. Broken limbs um, and appendages. So I don't know. There's still plenty of neat things to watch there because, like I said, that'll be a neat battle to watch to kind of see. Hunter Lawrence and Jeremy Martin on their point scoring abilities for the next four rounds to see if maybe Hunter gets to keep the top three in the championship and there's two Lawrence brothers in the championship uh, <laughs> or top three for the 250. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty um, cool to see. And, and RJ could still be a spoiler there if, you know, one of them or both of them have a bad one bad moto, he could come up and take something from them because um, he seems to be kind of gathering himself a little bit better and not having those front end washout moments as much anymore. Just falling down. Yeah. Pierce Brown yeah. had a pretty pretty uh rough weekend. Yeah, that first moto was was not good for him. Um I was I can't remember I don't remember hearing exactly 
if there was anything wrong with him or not or why he didn't get back in there. Because when he got back on the bike in that first moto, I thought he was going to be able to finish, uh, you know, because he rode away. Uh, I thought he'd go back in after they, they had him in the mechanics area, but he ended up not finishing that moto. Um, and what happened to him in the second moto? It looked like he hit some spikes or something. I, you know, I honestly don't, I don't even remember him in the second moto. He, he went down in the second moto. I don't even think he finished, but it yeah, he's like, credited with a 40th. Yeah. So he, he definitely did not finish. Yeah. It looked like he, it looked like he hit a sign or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to watch that again. I, I completely missed whatever happened to him in the second one. That's another one. I, I, I enjoy watching him. Um, we just got to, he's him just like Hampshire. He's just got to stay upright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think him having, um, I heard them say today that it's pretty much confirmed that he's going to be back on gas gas next year. So okay. I think, I think this is going to be a good thing for him to, not that that team was technically real different from the TLD team, um, that he was on with the KTM, but I think having one more year of solid, I'm doing this is going to be good for him. Um, right. So that'll that'll help out. Yeah, I've enjoyed watching. I mean, I kind of thought he was a uh, literal man of steel after getting run over <laughs> and hit the way he did at uh, Millville and right. be able to come back and race really well the next weekend. Um, that was insane. I think the kid's got some talent. It'll be exciting to see what he can do next year after a good offseason and, and jumping right back into it. Because I think the last year – I think this Supercross season was his first full 250 season. I think the year before 2020 was the year where they held him out for the first couple of rounds. Maybe that was 2019. I no, I think you're right because the um, yeah, would have been no, no. Is it right. 2019 or 2020 that Atlanta was his first race of the season? And it, I can't remember which what year it was. I think it was 20 2020. Because he was the summer before that, he was racing in um, the straight rhythm, mm. and he hadn't. Um, he was a rookie at that point. Like he was, he had just raced a, a couple of outdoor races at that point. If I recall correctly, I could be messing this up in my head too. That sounds. I have to look into it. I can't remember. I remember he was. I remember he was the youngest person in in straight rhythm. I'd have to, I'd have to look. But then again, Pastrana was racing that year too, so it's not saying much, you know. And there's so yeah, there's so many odd people that jump into those uh, straight rhythm races. <laughs> it's kind of hard to like base who else, you know, right. base it off of who else was in there. And be like, oh, what, what was it? Early two thousands? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do Pastrana. not remember. Pastrana was riding a 500. Ronnie Mack was there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I swear. I swear it was him. Um, yeah, I'd have to look up and see. Moto highlights. What up, yo? What's happening? Thanks for jumping in and watching. Listen to us chat about the races and stuff. Um, I don't think I really have anything else for 250s there other than uh, I think I don't. I don't know what to think about uh, Fortner, man. Uh, Doug and I, Doug and I go back and forth on this every weekend. But I've been listening. He's doing the, the interview rounds right recently, and I just 
trying to listen and listen through kind of my own criticism of, you know, a young kid, you know, as all of us adults do and listen through for something like really something to hold on to. Like I got hope, hope for him. Um, but I, I don't know. I hope, I hope it gets something figured out because he's clearly got talent, but this weekend, you know, for a, the finish he's got with a sixth in the second moto to be one of his best of the season kind of is a group that's just hard to swallow. So hope that is, you know what? That's a great point right there. Forkner's chicken his head. I mean, I've been on. Yeah. I've been low on Forkner for years now. Like I've, I've just had no confidence in him whatsoever. He could rally off four, four one ones in a row and and uh, he's he still won't convince me um mm-hmm. and, and yeah it has a lot to do um moto highlights i'm not sure who that is but i will definitely follow up with them later um but uh he he lets his personal life onto the track way too much like way more than any more than anybody else out there. He, mm-hmm. he he puts his baggage, straps it to the back of his bike, and rides around on the track with it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, I think I think he does a maybe not the best job of making it real obvious what's going on, you know, in his life enough to for people to rag on him about it. You know, whether or not they should or shouldn't, it's just it's one of those things. It's like people rag on him because it's, it's out there. The information's out there because he throws it around. Nobody else talks about too many other people's private lives. Cause nobody knows about it. You know, they, they keep their, they keep the stuff separate. And the thing with foreigners, I think it looks like to the public, it looks like he doesn't have a separation of work and life. It looks like it's all a jumbled mess. Right. And you know, no, we'll never know if we're right or not, but it's the thing is the fact that we can look at it and say, well, you can't prove me wrong because it looks like this. Right. You know, he's, he just seems like, he just seems like such an emo kid. Like I'm expecting him to come out one time with just like pitch black hair and eyeliner on. I'm just like, he, he just seems like that type, man. He just, yeah. Shimoda beating him in week in and week out. (laughs) I have a mental effect as well. Oh, you know, it's, you know, it's got to, Um, yeah. For you know, especially with it, and that's the whole thing is I think part of the issues we'll call them that I have with Fortner is that it might just be me being a crusty old guy, but I think a lot of it is just him being a young guy, clearly having young people issues. Um, and he might not have, he may, he may, and I could be totally wrong. Um, I'd love to be wrong, but he may have not have the mental maturity to kind of let something like Shimoda. You know where he he might really deep down believe I'm ten times better than Shimoda. I can whack Shimoda, but then he's getting beat by Shimoda every weekend. He might just not have the mental or you know perseverance to kind of dig through that and let it. I don't know, leave well, that track. I mean, who else? Uh, for the most part, in in the two fifties, anyways. I mean, his he, he's had a a lone throne up atop the green bikes for the, at least the last few years. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a couple of young kids like with him. <laughs> he's not, he's not the top guy. He might not even be the second guy right now on that team. 
So, and that, that in and of itself right there, going from being the guy to being a guy, that's got to play a huge, huge role in, in him just falling apart mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see him kind of figure it out and put some stuff together. Um, Cause it's, it's not fun seeing a guy with talent like that, you know, have issues for whatever reason is, whether it's personal, maybe it's just a shit ton of bad luck and we'll never know. Right. Um, it's just not, it's not fun watching him. Cause you know, regardless of the reason and how, you know, mature or immature he may or may not be about it. You know, it's not got to, it's not fun for him on his end either for it. Um, it's not fun for Mitch. It's, it, it might be fun for Hamaker and, and Shimoto on some <laughs> weekends, but you know, that's not how they want to win either. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for for the two fifty stuff. I will point out, I will say, um, like our like a new buddy Moto Highlights said, uh, Swartz, Dylan Swartz, he came out and and killed it again. I was just watching his uh, his interview after the race this weekend. Um, he had he started he's, he was credited with thirty sixth on both motos for his start starting position around the first lap. Um, and he finished with 15-12 for wow. 14 overall. Holy crap. On that track, that so is So he passed work. like 40 people all, all, all day long? Yeah. That's insane. Put in the work, man. Um, it's nuts. Yeah, I think we'll point it. We'll get to it later. But the, yeah, he did. I did math it out. He did 45 positions from his credited start lap position overall. Nuts. Holy shit. That's yeah. crazy. That's a lot of passing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it, 250s wasn't I think a lot of the, the best action in the two fifties was kind of after the the first the first group. Um, you know, once everything got settled in, but it wasn't bad. But now now we're in a really exciting position with as we talked about, um Justin Cooper's in the lead with three hundred and twenty four points and Jets got three twenty in second. Hunter Lawrence is in third with 263, and Jeremy Martin's right there with 262. After two missing, he was credited with zero points at Thunder Valley Moto 2 because that's where he got hurt. And zero at both motos at high point. So three motos scoring no points whatsoever. <laughs> and he's right there. Wow. On the border <laughs> of third. Um, I mean, I have to see 40, 60. He's 60 points off the lead. He could have he could have crazy. reasonably easily scored 20 points in all three of those motos he missed. So and that would have left one of those other guys not scoring 20 points. So he easily could have been winning this championship based on all of his results. I think it's reasonable to say he he could have scored He could have been points. running away with this at this point. Mm-hmm. That's that's an automatic those three motos it's what 78 points automatically off the top uh 75 for motocross oh yeah sorry 75 so yeah, 75 no, off great. The they top. have three different yeah. scoring models um so 75 points right off the top so i mean it will give a, a delta of a couple of points there and we'll mm-hmm. say what 70 points and that that puts him 50 points up on them yeah uh no uh not quite fifty. It'd been uh 
The math gets a little complicated because technically, you know, if he were to score 20 points one moto, then the next guy only scores eight to 18 um, or whatever, or, you know, the thing. Um, he would have had, if he would have won those three, he could have had 20 points, um, 10 to 20 points easily on them. And then also, too, in Southwick, he scored 10 points and seven points. So those. he dropped a lot. He dropped a lot there, too. Yeah. And that could have been his one normal oops weekend. You know, right. that they all kind of get. Um like Justin's well, I don't know, Cooper walked away, you know, lucky only scoring he could have scored less than thirteen points in that moto where he ran into the mythical deer at Washugal. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, J Mark J Mark could be right there and for him to him to walk away in third place in this championship is would be something to hang hang his hat on. You know? Yeah, he's clearly already signed for. He's had finally admitted that he signed for Star again next year, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, give him a give him a solid um, six million dollar man season and rebuild himself, and uh, we'll see we'll see what kind of bad luck does not befall on him next year, and go from there. Yeah. That'll be exciting. I, yeah. I, I would like to see, because I, I, I don't think we've seen the best of Jet yet. No. So it would be nice. It would be pretty cool to see. Yeah. Wait. So, wait. So, J, J Mart's going to be on 250s again? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, yeah. I, if, well, if they didn't have such a stacks 450 group right now, yeah, I'd clearly be like let's let's just do this. Right, they clearly yeah. got a stacked yeah who do you know? group. Yeah, because they'll have yeah. Dylan again next year. Um, Eli, we don't know if AP is actually going to be back or if he's going to KTM for sure or not. Um, I just listened to an interview right before this with AP, and he was really good about not giving any hints or answering any questions about what he is or isn't doing next year. Either, he's, he's either really good about just keeping his mouth shut or it's may still not be sealed up yet. I don't know, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, I mean, their 250 field still going to be stacked next year because Kitchen's going to be running. I think he should be running full time the whole schedule with them next year. Um, they'll have Justin Cooper again, Jerry Martin, Colt should be back, I imagine. So even if that's just four full. Four guys completely in the 250 field. I mean, it's still going to be pretty good. So right. we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But uh, yeah, 250s wasn't too bad. But this championship championship could get tight, um, and it's tight right now. So, and then uh, we'll just jump on into the old 450s here. Good old 450s. Yeah, um, I mean the Moto One man just right off the bat. Kenny says. Screw you guys! I'm taking the whole shot, <laughs> um, and we had you know just and that's kind of how the weekend went for him. Um, he didn't get the whole shot in Moto Two, but that whole shot in Moto One led the whole race. Um, Fifteen laps, credited to his name, man. That's after Washugo. You know, it was nice saying, "Oh man, I'm you know saying I'm sick," and then all of a sudden, it's kind of hard not to worry. 
was it to just have to get a cold or like, is right. this, you know, the thing we've all worried was going to happen, you know, coming back, coming back for us. Um, and it didn't, didn't seem to be the case. We'll, we'll see how these next four rounds hold up for him. You know, um, it's not going to be cold and great, super great weather probably for these next three rounds, especially when they get to California, those last two, but there's not much to say about Kenny and these, uh, he killed it in the first moto, just went out there and led and, um, he let you know Chase had the had him there in the second moto and that one pass where he passed him man that was so sick he just he was doing so much better just hauling ass into that one uh, hop jump out of the the left hander just flew right past Chase and said see ya <laughs> yep took off yeah the uh, um well like I said I only caught like probably the last. 15 minutes of the uh the moto one in the 450s but that 15 minutes that i did catch was pretty boring um mm-hmm. like you said kenny got out kenny got kenny got out front and then he was just kind of gone from there on out um, yeah and this the first of well, the first moto did you catch um ap's incident in the first moto did i did you catch that yet yeah yeah oh man yeah because that was 11 minutes left on the clock is when that happened um and he was right there, uh, holding on to second place, coming through because it was Kenny, Dylan, AP right there in the first corner, going through, and AP held on to it and was holding on to second place. And and I think this was one of those scenarios too, where Dylan may have just been like, ah, not not pushing it, and wait to see what happens. Um, right. It looks like he wasn't kind of there. Uh, Tomek was there in fourth, right off the bat. Muscan, Bogle, Svachi, Webb, all right there. And you had Craig and Anstey for a top 10, and they were all all there having their own little battles. Um, and then AP just... I, yeah, freaking... I don't know what he did. It looked like a whiskey throttle to me, but... Yeah, I think that's what um, he ended up saying on an Instagram post, because the first, the, all the shots that they showed with the bike coming at the camera it was really hard to tell but there was one shot they showed from behind the bike where you could see the way he landed and the rebound just like kind of came up and at least me personally from some whiskey throttle moments i've had on a bike i could imagine if i wasn't prepared for that and if your hand just slips the tiniest little bit and you're in that rebound moment it's just it's just happening that's i think that's what he admitted to saying was he just kind of landed in the hole his hand slipped and off he went Press the uh, press the lean back button a little bit too too much on the uh, mad skills. Yeah, he wasn't tapping it; he was holding yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he he seems to be doing good. They took him to the hospital. He's not he's not seriously injured. Um, so he should be Captain America should be coming back, rocking rocking it in the next four rounds to see what happens. I was really excited to just seeing him because Doug and I were joking last week that maybe. Maybe they'd find something magical again like they did before Daytona during the break, and he'd come back and killed it. And when I saw him coming around this, this corner in second place after having – I think he was – I can't remember if he was first in either of the qualifying, but he was at least second overall qualifying for the day. I had a really good feeling. I said, maybe maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe he's yeah. going to come out and just smoke him this weekend. He was he was close. It could have been a, could have been a crazy one. Um, Doug's, Doug's going to will it to happen. He's a wicked A.A. Ron fangirl. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll yeah he could will it into existence for sure, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot in that moto. Um, like I said, you know, you had the top ten with uh, all the guys up there. 
the normal guys, Marvin, uh, yeah, Marvin Cooper Webb actually did kind of not to like make it sound like I'm giving them shitting on them, but they actually did pretty good. Um, both of them, this one with Marv finishing fourth and Webb finishing in fifth. Granted, AP wasn't there, Barsha's out this weekend, but you got to be there to finish the race, and they were there and at least maybe earned some valuable confidence or testing on a shitty ass track for the right. bikes to see, you know, what's it take to run that pace. Um, Cause it's not like they were running slow and just happened to get more than fifth. They were running right. the pace too. Um, so that was kind of good. Savachi had a really great building uh, moto there. Um, yeah. Yeah. See Anstey, Bogle and Hartranth and Savachi all in the top 10 had to be feel pretty good. Feel pretty good for them. And Chase, Chase Sexton, did you if you watched a video of his uh washout over the whole shot line? No, I didn't see it. Just just swapped, swap, swap through him. It's like it, it was like a game to see how far it could toss him over the whole shot line. <laughs> and he landed just on the backside of it, and it was pretty funny. Oh, geez. Um, but he went from being last dead last at the whole shot line to eleventh place. So he rode rode hard. Um, is that um is that on Instagram? Is that on YouTube? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Instagram somewhere. Okay. By now, um, check it out. Check if I find it. If I find Instagram, like I'll throw it up in the Discord later. See, he just came around a couple swaps and just tossed him over the tossed him over the line. Um, But there wasn't a whole lot, whole lot else to speak of. You know, crazy in that moto. The the four fifties just in general this week were just kind of they were meh. With the exception, yeah. with the exception of AP, just you know, flying off the bike, it was it was a pretty meh weekend. Yeah, I took way more notes about the 250 races than I did. I think one 250 moto is about the equivalent of both 450 motos. Um, as far as excitement goes, yeah, hundred hundred percent agree. Yeah, and the the one thing I did note though, with Sexton having a bad race, AP being out, and Barsha being out. It basically solidified who's going to be top three in the championship points. Because right now, the championship sits at Dylan Frandis, 345. Ken Roxton in second place, 306. Eli Tomac in third place with 283. Which, based wow. on how the first few rounds went, I don't think any of us thought Eli was going to be in third place in the championship points with a... He finished his first five finishes of the season were in nine, ninth, eighth, eleventh, tenth, and the sixth. Holy crap. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he kicked it up. Yeah, based off of the beginning of the season, I would have expected AP to be above him at this point. I would have expected mm-hmm. Barsha to be above him at this point. Sexton to be above him at this point. Like there's there's a good handful of riders that I that I was expecting were gonna finish better than him. Mm-hmm. He ended up pulling it out. Well, so far, anyways. Yeah, it's he's 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 bringing it back, but uh, with thirty nine thirty nine points over Ken Roxon, um, I don't. Dylan would have to miss an entire two entire rounds, so maybe you know reasonably, I think that you could say easy to think one weekend something entirely could go back maybe you could have an ap one weekend and not finish one moto right not be able to come back for the second one um but yeah it kind of solidifies who's going to be the top three there 
to see because even Chase Sexton's back and he's 13 points back on Tomac. And with their performances, I don't see Sexton consistently finishing better than Tomac in enough rounds to make up 13 points on Tomac. Not not the way that Tomac's riding right now. No, absolutely no. not. <clears throat> uh, well, before this weekend, at least he didn't do too yeah. hot this weekend. I mean, he could have another fall off. We don't know. We we don't know what really happened to him at the beginning of the year either. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, he could. Yeah, I mean, third and Moto One's not bad, but the seventh and Moto Two. I don't know. But this was just one of those tracks. You know, they they were all all the results were coming differently on different tracks where where they were getting. It's just a different track, you know, tracks that they ride more often, tracks that don't come out with the rot, uh, ruts, don't don't have massive walls and things like that. And, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what could happen to him. Maybe he just kicks it back up and uh, maybe he had bad chick flight in that before. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, Moto2, nothing crazy there happened either. Um, Sexton did surprisingly say, you know, I got it figured out again. I'm going to grab a whole shot like you did. Uh, was it Washougal where he finally was uh, grabbing the whole shots? And it's like, hey, I, we finally figured out my start. And they gave him that uh, custom map for off the starts so he doesn't over the bike. Um, so yep, clearly that's working that out for worked. him. Yeah, because that was right before the break. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's working out for him because he grabbed the whole shot again. But he just didn't have it for Kenny who got around him. Um Dylan France didn't have the best start, but he, he made the best of it. Got around Webb and Marv to, you know, finish where he did in third place. Um, I think. And uh, Oh, and to uh, bring up Moto Highlights point, um, Cody Shock, he did. I made a note. He was he was running eighth place um, a few minutes for a good bit into halfway through the, yeah, the halfway mark in Moto 2. He was running eighth place which is pretty exciting for him because he finished 12th, 10th for a 10th overall this weekend. Uh, and that, that team's just been killing it. He's been killing it for that team on that bike, which is kind of great uh, to see to see them putting a 450 effort together for outdoors and him being able to hold it up and put it together, especially coming back to kind of redeem themselves after breaking a chain and uh, twice, I think they had bike issues uh southwick i know was one of them and i think the weekend before that an, an issue um for him to come back out and do it was great heart ramp did great this weekend he didn't finish he had an incident in the second moto so he didn't finish too hot um so he finished 37th in the second moto so yeah but he he was he's been rocking and rolling been proud of him anstey uh, anstey's been killing it uh after he he had some issues a few rounds ago where he wasn't putting in some killer results um but he, he had figured a that back out. He's back. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Southwick. Yeah. 37, 12th. Yeah. He had that issue with his bike. I think he was even having issues during like qualifying and stuff that day too. That just was not his day. Um, then he's come back out and he's actually done better after that. Starting at spring Creek, he went nine, 11, nine, 12, eight, nine, which were better than his finishes. The entire series so far. So he's just getting better. Yeah. Um, which is good for him. <clears throat> Craig had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Seven Wilson. six. Yeah, Dean Wilson uh, still out there just killing it. The lone rock star husky guy still <laughs> powering through, being injured and sick and all alone. So that's pretty good. I mean, Zacho's been been at the been at the truck 
um, helping out in the weekend. So I'm sure it's kind of nice having him around. He's been there for the 250 guys too. But um, and I will say this this week I did hear to, uh, to Moto's point in the chat because <clears throat> I think uh, what was that? I don't remember where I was talking about it with. Um, I haven't heard specifically. Osborne hasn't announced it, but there seems to be way more rumors about Osborne retiring. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go see him, you know, win a championship um, last last year in the outdoor season, and then have the incidents he had, and just not be able to come back and even try to kind of defend it, even right. though he technically wasn't there this weekend, but. Um, We'll we'll see. I mean, it looks like he's putting in the work to figure out what's wrong with his back. Um, kind of put it put it in, and so hopefully he comes back for Supercross. We'll get to see him do some stuff because when he was riding well in Supercross, he was doing pretty good this year. Um, but I guess his back stuff was killing him a little bit more than more than we wanted to see. He's up there in age. You know he he took he definitely took the uh, the scenic route to get to where he is in the four fifties. Yeah, he's he's been he's been around. He has been around. Yep. Um, let's see. But yeah, there wasn't a whole lot else in in four fifties going on there, so let's kind of have to see how that plays out next weekend and and go from there. Um, but I will say, go ahead and jump over and say, I did the math. Our old Sunstar driver of the race. Sexton kind of got it by default because he went from 40th to 11th in one moto. Right. Which was actually 29 points. <laughs> but because he started first and fell back in the second moto, he only gets a total of 28. Ah, um, gotcha. You took that away from me. Yeah, I took it away. And then uh, Dylan Swartz, <laughs> like we pointed out, 45 total positions over both motos. That's pretty intense. He passed the field at least once. That is intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. Those Suki, the Suki guys are killing it, man. Just because they got to kickstart their bikes doesn't mean they're not fast. <laughs> they well, uh, they're they're getting the button this the next year, aren't they? I I hope so. Doug might have a new color in his garage if they do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they get they they got the button for 2022. I have to look. I can't remember, or if they've announced it yet. I don't know. Um, hang on one second. Um, they definitely need it. They they definitely need it like that. It it's like not. Me. It's like not having air conditioning in your car at this point. Yeah, right. I even turn on air conditioning with the in the convertible. You need it all the time. Um. Yeah. It's uh. You know, that's one of those things where they fall off one time and have an issue restarting the bike, and, and it just loses them a couple points depending on where they were battling. So, I'd like to see them get that sooner than later. Yeah, sooner than later. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm keeping my eye on Suzuki mostly because of all of those, um, all of the corporate changes that they made. That that mm-hmm. kind of stuff really interests me, and I want to see what kind of. Uh, moves that they're able to make um having the smaller organization mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's there's a lot going on there that could be pretty interesting. I, I do get intrigued by the moves, you know, you know, they're probably making internally up towards the top and whatnot um, around those things, you know, because Zuki's one of the big ones where they talk about the the head of the organization on on whatever that kind of rotational schedule they do has a lot to do with um, what it is they they are or are not pursuing uh, and like that, but. I mean, clearly there's something going on there because they're doing, they just won a world championship of MotoGP last year. And you don't just win a Moto, like a MotoGP world championship without, without the organization being behind you. You know, you don't right. you just like all of a sudden wake up one day and be like, ah, oh, this little half-ass effort we're putting together just wins a MotoGP world championship. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't work that way. No, um, definitely does not. And they're doing, they're doing crazy things out there uh, this year. They're not winning right now, but uh, the world championship's doing, World champion, he's doing pretty pretty decent so far in the season. So um, I, there's somebody Suzuki that still loves putting money into racing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we'll we'll see. I got we got faith. Doug's got faith at the very least. Doug definitely has faith. Let's see if they can you know put together a bike that's not 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what they're doing. They're just waiting on. They're gonna blow us all away with one last internal combustion motor. And call it a day, and just call it a day. Yeah, like we're going out on top, bitches. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, let's see. We got. Uh, we'll we'll never know who's Doug's Sawstep moment was. Mine, I would have to give it to AP. Who who would you vote for, Jesse? Oh, you you got to give it to AP. Yeah, AP sauce the shit out of him. Yeah, like he put the whole bottle of brap sauce on that one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He was hiding. <laughs> he was hiding in his muffler, and that's why he broke it off the way he did, so he could pull out the emergency bottle. Oh, that's why he did it. Oh, yeah. that was that was clever of him. Yeah, very clever. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that's about that's about it for the race this weekend. And we got uh, Bud's Creek up next weekend, followed by Ironman, and then they're back to California for Fox Raceway and Hangtown for the last two. Which uh, which of those four, if you had to pick one, are you most excited for? Um, I'm kind of looking forward to them going back to California, to be totally honest. Um, probably Iron, maybe Iron Man, actually, now that I think of it. I'm pretty excited about Iron Man. I still cannot get the image of Barsha chasing down uh, AC last year at Iron yeah. Man, where he was just sideways over that uphill um just on the rev limiter because i still remember a i was just excited watching it on tv and then doug sent me a message is like i heard it from across the track what happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i still remember that and it's just i'm hoping to hoping to see something magical like that again this year if anything that that track's pretty cool because you got the rollers leading up to the godzilla corner it's always nice seeing marv and dylan flex their flex their technique over those rollers on the back wheel um, and going through it there. So I'm pretty, I did say Iron Man's probably the one I'm most excited to. And maybe, maybe Hangtown after that. I'm not ready for another one at Fox Raceway. That round was eh this year. And it was nice to see the outdoor start again, but it just wasn't that exciting. Um, Hangtown's going to be fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been. I think it's been. It's been a while since we've been to Hangtown. Yeah, see that happen again. How long has it been? 
four or five years. Mm, I got them right here. We were at Hangtown in – no, 2019 we were there. Oh, really? It was the first round of 2019. So even then, if it was the first round of 2019, you got 12, 9, and then a full 11. It's, it's like 22 rounds between when we were there last. Oh, that's wow. Still, that's a long time. Yeah, that's a good good amount of time. Have we gotten um, any updates on Barsha that you've heard of? Uh, he he expects to be back maybe next weekend. It was just a a light concussion ish type thing. I think it's okay. going to come down to. I can't remember if I've heard that he's technically passed the concussion protocol and is already cleared to race, or if they're at least thinking that based on how he's been over the past week that he will be fun to race about this weekend. Gotcha. Okay. But I, I know I think they were expecting Moseman to be back before Barsha though, but we'll see. It's a quiet track without Barsha on it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see when he comes back. Hopefully yep. hopefully he comes back for at least more than the last two rounds. But um I would love to see him back at Iron Man. If he doesn't get to go to Iron Man, then yeah, it'll be a sad weekend. It'll be a sad day in motocross history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hills echoing with the sound of Barsha on the rev limiter. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's about that's about that's all I got, man. You got uh, you got anything? Um, I don't think so, man. I was excited to get to watch some some races this week, this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, you know, you take even even a week off sometimes in the middle of motocross season, it feels like months. Mm-hmm. in between races so it's like watching races man just yeah. like watching races i am excited for the california rounds because <clears throat> i get half of my saturdays back ah it's hard to be you know do the whole i'm gonna watch all of it thing and then it on the east coast and then for like these east coast rounds because you start at 10 and you're sitting there till five the whole time. So during your Saturday, you, and then by the time you're done watching, you're like, okay, well, what am I doing tonight? And I guess I'll just kind of hang out. You just hang out. I don't really do anything. So this is a, it doesn't feel much like a Saturday. Granted, the races are exciting and they're fun. Yeah. Um, I love hanging out and watching them, but being able to do something on a Saturday and watch the races in the evening or later in the afternoon is a bigger bonus. So I'm excited for those coming back. Um, and then I'll probably be the first one to bitch about it for the California rounds of Supercross when we have to stay up till 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, yeah well it's a different it's a totally different setup in supercross and they start them on the east coast they start at seven and then they start mm-hmm. at 10 on the on the west coast totally different ball game yeah hashtag normalize moto schedules for the people yeah. on the east coast hashtag merge them yes <laughs> yeah man that's that's about all i got um if you don't have anything that's Appreciate all you jumping in and hanging out with me. No worries, dude. I I just got home and I saw that you were on there. I turned it on, heard you talking. I didn't realize that you were going to be on alone today. So I was like, you know what? I got some time. Let's do this. Yeah, man. Doug uh, Doug broke my fear of the buttons on the back end last week. Nice. Um, and so once I figured out that it was way simpler than I thought it was, because I always I still think Doug's a secret super tech guy, and he just says he doesn't know how to use technology. 
Yeah, Doug's he's one of those sneaky people. Yeah, and so yeah. I assumed that it was probably a bit more complicated, and I, I never knew how to jump in there. And then he he put me trial by fire last weekend, and I was like, okay, well I can I can figure it out now. Now I just yeah, Doug, Doug's probably Doug's probably secretly the lead engineer on Restream. We just don't know it, you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's his, his secret job on the side. We're just on the side. Yeah, he's yeah. like you know. He, he probably created the like button on Facebook. <laughs> He's one of those dudes. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that being the case. I could see that. Yeah. Well, if you don't have anything else, man, I think we'll just uh, we'll call for the evening and let everybody get back to their their normal lives. And uh, are you doing? Do you have something scheduled for Thursday? I don't have anything scheduled yet, though. I was. I don't have anything shirt up. I, I am in talks with somebody. Hopefully I can pull it off for this Thursday. If not, it'll be for next Thursday, but I will let everybody know as soon as I get something shirt up. Sweet, sweet. I guess I had some ideas over the weekend about some uh, interview people that I might try to hit up on on your behalf. Okay. Yeah, it's the same. Doug, Doug's been doing a good job of just kind of, you know, when he runs into people, he's like, hey, do you want to come on? And then he he messages me. And then, like Eddie last week, Eddie came together. That was a great, a uh, great conversation. Um, that was killer. I was, I was laughing so hard, man. The, I was, uh, I was doing something during the first part of it because I just got back from my run in time to start the show. So I was doing something. I had my phone set up and I was listening to the show. And then when you asked him my question, <laughs> I busted out laughing with just like the deepest laugh and. It just in my all by all by south in my house, just laughing out loud, just because that was so funny. I was his his answer. His answer was epic. Yeah, they so get in good. the way sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah did in the gas tank. <laughs> oh, that was so good, so good. Like I've heard similar dude. lines like that before, but I just I was not expecting him to answer it that way because you started right off the bat with it, and he just dropped it. I just I lost it. Just started laughing out loud all by myself. He's a funny dude. He is definitely a funny dude. Yeah, I'd be glad to have him on again. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Well, he said he was going to try to race. Uh, he will be racing at Buzz Creek. That was his plan, right? Yep. Yep. So we'll have to watch out for him next weekend. Watch out for our guy. See how he's going to do. We will definitely keep everybody posted on that faux show. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, we'll run down the the goodbye sponsor list one more time, real fast. Um, we got old Bro Taco Hot Sauce. Head on over to BroTacoFoods.com. Use that code PTTG, twenty percent off. Have you tried the the Radberry yet? I d- I actually had the privilege of getting some of the Radberry last year. Oh. I haven't gotten any this year, but Radberry was, is delicious. It was unexpectedly good. Like I had an idea, especially after Doug was talking about it. I think last week he was he was rubbing it in my face, and I finally went to go pick it up yesterday after I got. Uh, I think I put in the wrong shipping address. I went to go pick it up from my house. Tried it last night on some. I don't normally put stuff on my steak, but I had a steak and I had some radberry and I put it on there and it was really good. And then I had it on my eggs this morning. Oh, that was really good. And then I had it on my noodles this afternoon and it was really good. You know, do yourself a favor, try it on some vanilla ice cream. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. About five bottles, so that's gonna happen. I've, I've, I've got, I've got enough for that. I can't wait to try it. 
<laughs> Can't wait to try it. But you yeah, should go check. Very check versatile. Out. Yeah, very versatile, right? Yeah, because it's not, I don't know. I don't want to ruin it. You should definitely go in there. There's some bottles left, I think. Go order some raspberry sauce. Use the code. Get hooked up. Tell Sean we said hi. If you see him in person, give him a hug. Slap him on the ass. Yeah. And, Especially the last part. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got the uh, Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. Head on over to sunstar-breaking.com. Use the code PTTG30 uh, for checkout. Get 30% off your order. Doug was calm enough to talk those guys into, uh, or cool enough to talk those guys into hooking us up with the with the code to use. Um, over there, get some of the best drive products for your bike in the business. I, Doug's not saying it. I'm going to say it because Doug's not here. But I'm pretty sure a lot of those chain breaks that we've seen in outdoors this year weren't Sunstar. They what? I don't think they weren't Sunstar. No, they were not I'm, Sunstar. I'm almost a hundred percent that none of them were Sunstar. Yeah, I don't know exactly who they were. I know some of them were, but I'm like Jesse said, about a hundred percent sure they were not Sunstar. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. So, so basically, if you're not using Sunstar, your chain's going to break. Yeah, there's a there's a proven chance that it will break. <laughs> well, you don't have a proven chance that a Sunstar will break. That's all we got. It, yeah, there you go. Can't prove a negative. Yep, can't 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 do it. Yeah, prove me prove me wrong. Um, yeah, so go over there. You just order some uh, sweet sprockets. You can order your own sprocket. Have a uh, send Doug an email. Tell you how to get one hooked up all chrome style, like that one he carries on. He has on his desk. Um, and tell him a dad joke while you're at it, and he'll hook you up. And then over on the website, we got power two number two theground.com. And Jesse, Doug, and I, I think have been maybe spreading some incorrect facts about the lifetime membership for the Jug Club that starts on nine eleven. Would you like yep. to set it straight? Okay, so I I actually haven't heard you guys talk about it because most of the time when I tune in, it's after you guys have done the spots. Hmm. So what do you what do you what have you been saying? I'm saying Jug Club starts nine eleven. Correct. Are there still lifetime uh, memberships available for there are, this like view? There are 14 left. 14 left. So jump on it. I need to jump on it technically too. It's four, that's 14 left, and I can't even remember how much all of the other ones were. But it's you pay that one time, and that pays for Jug Club forever. Everybody else after no after uh, September 11th um, will have here. Let me check these out really quick. Um, uh, everybody else will have a, a few options. It'll be the the A cup, the B cup, the C cup, the D cup, and the double D cup. Um, and those, catching yeah, you catching that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so those. Prices are for the A cup, it's five dollars a month, B cup, it's seven dollars a month, C cup, it's ten a month, uh, D cup is fifteen a month, and double D is twenty five a month. Um, there's going to be um, video series on there, special video series. Um, they each one of those come with the the jug. I did sort out the uh, um, the jug manufacturer, so we've got. Uh, the A cup is a 24 ounce. The B cup is a 32. The C cup is a 40. The D cup is a 64. So half gallon and the double D is a full gallon. That's, I think this is, 
I have a huge head. That this looks like a, 32 to me. This is a 32. Yeah. Imagine twice that and then twice and that even twice that. Yeah. yeah. So I carry the one that I carry around is a 64 ounce. It's the um well you probably haven't seen it, but it's I have a black jug that I carry around half gallon. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's what I drink because I drink four of those a day. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get a because stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah, I kill multiple of these a day. Um so yeah, I need to get a bigger one. But anyways, that's a good way to do it though. Join jug club. So get the uh jug. The lifetime gets you the double D. Whoa. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I need to jump on that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the that's the deal on the lifetime, and then I want to do some sort of a uh, um, launch party for Jug Club as well. Um, it'll probably be live streamed inside of Jug Club, obviously, mm-hmm. for all of Jug Club members. Um, not sure what that's going to look like yet. I'll probably talk to you and Doug to see if we can brainstorm something together. Oh, there will be some brainstorming. Oh, there will be some brainstorming. Maybe we'll get Sean in on it. Have him oh, wear yeah. a helmet. Oh yeah. Helmet. At least those sick ass pit vipers. Yeah. The pit vipers, the helmet and some silkies. <laughs> Gotta get the silkies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sean and some silkies. That's funny. Hey, we I, we served together. I saw him in silkies more times than I'd like to admit. Stretching <laughs> in front of me and everything. Oh yeah, that's what those yeah. are good for. That's what they're good for. <laughs> I had a I had a neighbor um, in when I lived in Charleston, South Carolina. I lived downtown. Dude, dude was cool. So I missed the guy. Uh, he served in every day he was just walking on the street in his silkies like downtown Charleston, just walking his dog on the street, hanging out on the street. We'd be talking. He's just standing there nothing but a silkies. And I'm like, this is totally normal. Like, this is totally, totally normal. Everybody. Totally yeah. normal. Just, like the carriage horse tours, just driving right by. And he's got this guy just standing out there in his silkies on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like over there behind the half naked man, you'll see this very historic house. Um, it's just pretty, pretty entertaining. I've heard some rumors of some uh, bro taco silkies coming, perhaps. Oh, oh damn! Yeah. Oh damn! So we'll have That's to keep a, a serious we'll, rumor. We'll we'll keep our eyeballs on those balls. I see what you did. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, and then we got the old, uh, can't forget the the people that put out put everything together for us on Nova Pro Media. You want uh, you want to do this one, Jesse? Keep yeah, Nova Pro Media keeping me busy making making websites um doing doing marketing stuff uh social media management uh digital ads website design all kinds of crazy stuff you want to see some of our work you can head on over to uh novapro.media that's our website um you can head over to power the number two the ground.com that's also a novapro media work and um, brotacofoods.com. That's also a Nova Pro Media work now. Um, the rework the rework was done by us, um, and you that can was find a bunch- damn good job you did on that website too. That Thank day, you, my friend. launch day was that August second, August first, first. first yeah, yeah, when I logged on that morning to order my sauce and I looked at the website, the first thing was I was blown away. It's great. Did a good job with it. I would I would like to take full uh, credit for it, but I can't. There was a team effort behind it. So, uh, thank, we'll give the team thank high you. Fives. For, 
Yeah. Thank you to everybody who helped out with that. Yeah, that was a good one. If you want to see any other uh, examples, like I said, you go over to novapro.media and you can check out all the examples of uh, websites that we've done. But yeah, definitely keeping me busy, keeping me up late at night. So that's Nova Pro Media. <laughs> Nova Pro Media. Check them Nova out, Media. people. Check them out. Tell them hello. All right, man. Well, if that's, uh, that's it. I think uh, we'll, we'll call the call tonight and we'll see we'll see everybody next week or maybe later this week see what happens yeah, absolutely it was good talking to you tiller it's been a while uh, yes sir i appreciate appreciate you jumping on and hanging out it was a good time it's a good time we'll do it again we'll do it again sir yes sir all right everybody thanks for joining have a have a good night peace, peace.